What's up, guys? We're back. Episode 3 of the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Episode 3. We made it. Revenge of the Chiss. Huh? 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 Uh, so today, you know what? We started talking about the Clone Wars last week and the legacy of the Clone Wars, what it's about, all those things. What we want to see in Season 7. Right. What we didn't get to was a trailer breakdown. Was a trailer breakdown and what we actually are already knowing about Season 7. Exactly. So, so. not necessarily a frame-by-frame frame, because that would take forever. Yeah. But just... You know, play, pause, what do you think about this, play, right. pause, that sort of thing. Um, and then at the end, uh, so this is the past by the time this has come out, uh, but we've been asking you guys for questions and, uh, you know, things that you want to know. Uh, so we've got a pretty good little list going. Uh, and so at the end, after we do the trailer breakdown, mm-hmm. we'll address that. Okay, so stick around, stick with us, and we'll get to it. All right. So whenever you're ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Soon. Oh, here we go. The galaxy will be remade. All right, just just okay. pause. So I'm. <laughs> we got like uh, eight eight seconds, seconds in. in. Not bad. All right. Okay. What were you gonna say? Uh, so that is Sam Witwer's voice. Darth Maul. Uh, Darth Maul. For those of you who don't know, he also did uh, Star Killer. <laughs> And yep. all of the Force Unleashed games. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty big voice actor inside Star Wars and Clone Wars specifically. Also the voice of the sun. Exactly. And that was my other point. So it's probably going to be Maul, especially since what we're looking at right now is right. the back of Satine's sister's head. Um, she's Mandalore. Maul has a big story arc with Mandalore. Right. So we can probably reasonably guess that this is going to be Maul talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but... They may throw another Mortis arc in there. We can't rule that out entirely. But, yeah. but well, like 95% I, I think that there's Maul. there's three confirmed arcs. And because there's only 12 episodes, right? I feel like it's pretty fenced in. Yeah. So we, we were very like... One more surprise arc, maybe. Yeah. The way Clone Wars does it. Yeah. Well, you never know. Yeah, I guess it could be three of three and then one mystery one. Yeah. Um, but the ones we know about are Seizure Mandalore, Ahsoka's Return okay. is one of them. And right. then the other one is um, The Bad Batch. Okay. All right, so we've gotten eight seconds in. We know that Maul's talking. Uh, let's keep going. The Jedi. Okay, so obviously we're seeing some big team battles out here. Yep. Um, and we've got kind of, a, I, I feel like, a callback to episode two, where you've got Windu and you've got Kenobi... And they're just completely surrounded by an army of droids. Yeah, very um, much, very much like when, um, you know, Count Dooku yeah, pauses it, the battle droids. Yeah, and, in the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're missing Kieti and Kit Fisto, but we'll take it. Can't have a perfect. Also, uh, walking into frame right here, Captain I guess Rex. You've got well, you've got. Uh, it looks like Rex, and maybe um, a couple of arc troopers behind him. Uh, yeah, could be. Um, Can we talk over the video? Or is that a no-go? We could. Good. So you got the 501st on the left. We'll die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Pause that. So what's really cool is we get a couple of frames in here where it's just straight up taken from episode three. Right. So this is one of them where um, I think... That maybe in episode three we're on Coruscant with Mace when he says this. Yeah, this is definitely the briefing room that you see inside the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Um, that table you see where they're having that kind of round table. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're around a table. <laughs> um, and I believe that we see Padawan Kanan. Yeah, Caleb Doom. Caleb Doom. With, so that's uh, pretty cool. With his master. Yeah, and this is definitely just one of the scenes where they're pulling from episode three because a lot of season seven, or at least some of season seven, will take place during episode three. Yep. Great. Dang, so uh, 
Which one's the clone with? Jesse. Jesse. Okay. Clone Jesse is the one that has the Republic signia tattooed across his whole face. And something's going on here where Maul is... He uh, seems to be mind mind checking with him a little bit. He's either like trying to control him with something, you know, with the Force, or, uh, you know, it looks very much like what Kylo's doing in The Force Awakens when he's trying to pull information out of their mind. And my guess is that Maul is probably also sensing the plot to destroy the Jedi, and he wants to know what's going on for himself. Right. So he's pulling stuff out of the clone. And and it could be also that, you know. We don't know, but uh, there definitely could be... I, I don't know. Order 66 is to destroy the Jedi because they've tried to overthrow the Republic. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder... It really makes me wonder... Jesse's eyes are kind of floating around like Tup. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever he goes bad early, when his chip malfunctions and he kind of starts to execute 66 right. before it's really time, it makes me wonder if... Um, is Jesse trying to take out Maul? And Maul is like, chill for a second. You know, pauses him. I don't know. I don't think that's the case because Maul's obviously not a Jedi. Right. And we know for a fact that if, like, there's there's a list of Jedi that are that need to be taken out. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that one of the reasons we know that is because Anakin's removed from that list once he becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. So we may see, man... Depending on how much they go into, or if they get to Order 66, mm-hmm. depending on how far into Episode 3, Season 7 crosses over. Uh, I've never thought about this, but you might see animated Darth Vader pre-suit in Season 7. You know? Maybe so. Maybe so. so. I mean, we'll get further into it, but I know there's a scene, or at least a frame, where Anakin's talking to Padme, and Padme's looking pretty pregnant. So we're yeah. like very at the end of episode three at that point. Yeah. Well, that's there. She's for sure. That's one of the things that we knew for sure. We were getting into episode three. Yeah. Because of the saga that films was like because of that crossover. Confirmed. confirmed. Yep. Here we must take. Why would anyone you walk got away from being back. a Jedi? What's uh? What's going on with this girl's hair? I don't know. She looks like a a sheep. Like an actual... She's sheep. gotten shaved everything but her forehead. <laughs> but the... <laughs> you missed a spot, Sean. Sean the sheep. Go ahead. We were Flashback. trained to be keepers of the peace. Okay, so this is not something we've seen before. This is, you know, coming out of a flashback where Ahsoka left the Jedi of her own volition. Correct. Um, and then... Dude, I cannot remember. What's her name? I'm looking it up right now. I can't remember her name. We'll just call her Satine's sister for now. Uh, as far as I know, she's in charge of Overwatch now. But they're buddy-buddy, and she's saying she's keeping the peace, so it looks like... Bo-Katan. Oh my Bo-Katan. gosh, I'm, I'm so ashamed. She... So, okay, we know for sure that Bo-Katan is going to survive Season 7 because she's in Rebels. Because she's in Rebels. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Rebels. It's been a couple of years. Get over it. Um, but we know for a fact that... Um, she's going to be... Bo-Katan has to survive. Uh, so this looks like... My guess is here that this is the, you know, the old ancient Roman handshake, brother to brother, I guess sister to sister in this case. Um, this is when Ahsoka is going to show up on Mandalore to help Bo-Katan because they can't stop Maul's Shadow Collective Mandalorians. Right. Yeah. It definitely has to tie into the Maul arc because he's so... He's definitely tied in with Mandalore at this point because yeah. that's his that's his grip on the crime syndicate. Yeah, Siege of Mandalore might uh if I'm if I haven't read this already, it just makes sense that Siege of Mandalore is the final arc. Yeah. Yeah, well cuz we still because we know that he, we know here's something we do we know. We know he took over the crime syndicates from his little bit in his solo. Right. We know that he was ruling the underworld for quite a while because Well, you've got the Son of Dathomir story arc. Right. That is already a comic. Um, where his Death Watch Mandalorians break him out of prison. So once in episode in season five, I believe it is, when Sidious comes and kind of he he takes care of uh, Savage and Maul, and Savage obviously is killed. Maul is taken prisoner. Yeah, and that story arc in those comics talks about the the Mandalorians breaking Maul out. Talks about. Um, him getting back into the swing of things, 
you know, he, he bests Grievous and Dooku. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, we start to see Sidious be like, okay, Dooku's pretty much useless at this point. You know, he can't handle his own. Him and Grievous both can't handle their own. So he's back in, in charge of things. So this is post Savage Press, all that stuff. And we know from the Ahsoka novelization that Order 66 takes place while the Siege of Mandalore is happening. Okay. So I don't think you read that one. But uh, so that's something we know from that. So I think Siege of Mandalore is where we'll tie the most into episode three. And what, what we'll do to be able to create new content but stay in the canon is we'll be away from the scenes we've already seen. Right. Unless maybe they maybe they cartoonize, you know, the Kitty Mundi and all those people getting killed during that'd be yeah. cool. Uh yeah, I could see that happening, but I know they definitely also need to get back to what was given at Solo because it was just kind of like a nice, what, 35-second conversation maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see – I don't think we're going to see him start Crimson Dawn. We'll see. I don't think we'll see it. Perhaps. <laughs> Not soldiers. We got long hair Anakin back. Yeah. So episode we're definitely, Anakin. definitely going in. To episode three a little bit. Also, was that Tarkin that Ahsoka was talking to? Who? When? What are you talking about? Just just a second ago. Hold on. Right there. That's Rex. Not oh, is it? Yeah, you can see his okay. little I thought it was a, I thought it was an officer's uniform. My bad. You can see his little clony looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that. Destroying droids, gluttoning anew. Mixed feelings. There's Bad ooh, Batch. Ooh, that's sick. Look at that armor. Yeah, it's dope. That is freaking dope. There's, and of course that looks like that looks like looks, a Death Trooper. That looks like something out of Halo. Cannot remember the different names of the clones from Bad Batch, but the guy on the left, uh, he's basically Hulk. He's like super strong, and it looks like 99 is the number on there because they're Clone Force 99. That's what Bad Batch's designation is. So they're obviously fighting. If you see off there to the right, there's yeah, tons of droids. So it looks like they're fighting their way out of something here. Yeah, for sure. Have mixed feelings about the war. Have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. Again, Clone Wars killed us, bringing clones to life, giving personality, all that stuff. Is it just me, or does this look like the sun? Exactly like the sun. Like exactly, exactly like the sun. Well, who? But but there's someone riding, and there's someone being pulled. So. Uh, it looks, it looks like maybe, I don't know what the freak. It's not Camino where they had those kind of pterodactyl looking babies. And there's other ones in the background. This may be on Dathomir. This mm-hmm. might be a shout out to, um, Fallen Order because you fight a creature that looks uh, a lot like this, which yeah. I thought was a shout out, um, to the Mortis story arc because they have like a light side counterpart on Kashyyyk. Right. But maybe they were just setting up for this story arc where um, you're on Dathomir. Yeah. Because that looked kind of like Asajj on top. Could be. And also, you know, uh, man, you got the Dark Disciple arc, obviously. Amazing novel right here. Yeah. Uh, well, and that would make sense. This could very well be Quinlan Voss that is being carried. Because a lot of that story takes place on Dathomir. Yeah. And I know that one of the, one of the you know, I'm, I'm obviously deep in the collector side of things, and one of the things that's rumored is a new Quinlan Boss figure, whether it's six inch or three, Which three I would quarter love. inch. Huge Quinlan Boss fan. Uh, so maybe, you know, if, if they do have the three arcs and the, the other, if they keep it to three episodes each, mm-hmm. the fourth arc could be maybe a combination of Dark Disciple yeah. and some other things. Yeah, for sure. Mm, part of the plan. The plan. What is that? The plan. Uh, well, he's. Is he talking about Sidious's plan? I think he's probably privy to Sidious's. You know what? Maybe he's working that's his... as like an extension of Sidious's will at this point. Is he not? No, 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 no. Or did he get back out? Because I know, like, Sidious's like, I have plans for you. No, that his plans for for Maul are just to get out of the way. I don't know what he means by plans. He's definitely on his own. He's definitely working in his own volition. And I think what he's he's I think Maul is starting to unbox. Well, that's what I'm saying. What's I think, happening? I think he was kind of getting a sense of what's going on when he's messing with Jesse. I mm-hmm. think that that's kind of a shout out to the Force Awakens where Kylo's using the dark side to pull um, 
So I think he's definitely putting pieces together about Palpatine's plan, mm-hmm. and I think he's starting to put his own plan on inside of that. Right. You know what I mean? I think he's just saying... Maybe this finding is, cracks. Yeah, this can, is where I could fit inside the plan yeah, and be sense. powerful, but also not be as big of a threat. Yeah, that pin. yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think that he's he's one of the things I love about Maul um, is that we're starting to see now that he's in Episode One. He says like two lines. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first rediscover him, he's pretty much an animal. I love the 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 cunning side of Darth Maul. Yeah. That's what has really endeared him to me as a character. Yeah. Well, and it's so it, we're starting to see a lot of that hopefully this season. It makes sense that he would get that from serving under Palpatine, right? Cuz Palpatine uh not canon anymore, but in the Plagueis novel is talked about him probably being the most cunning of all the Sith. You know, that he's a master manipulator, he's a master politician. Right. Well, even in, you know, even in the ongoing canon comic books uh, there's a story where Darth Vader goes to Mustafar and he's kind of walking into almost like a spirit realm because mm-hmm. um, he's trying to find Padme and resurrect Padme or whatever. Um, and there's a panel within the comic that's been super controversial where uh, where you see Sidious behind Shmi creating Anakin. Yeah. And so it's been confirmed that's not what happened. But what's nuts to me is Sidious is so ahead of the game. He's like seven moves ahead of you in chess mm-hmm. that he knows what Vader's trying to do. Right. I think and he's it was so more, powerful. I think it's a more symbolic can, thing. I think that either it's just purely symbolic and, and Vader's wondering if that's what happened. But I can totally see Sidious planting that seed in his subconscious. I mean, he's... We've seen from Rebels, and obviously he's back somehow in Rise of Skywalker. This guy mm-hmm. is deep in the trap when it comes yeah. to Sith magic, sorcery, all those things. So, man, I, I don't think it's above him at all to be able to get into your psyche. Yeah. Also, we happen to stop on this frame where Anakin's confronting... I forget his name again. Trench. Trench. Uh, he's got grievous arms... This dude is like almost Palpatine on the level of coming back from the dead. Yeah. He this was believed guy, to be dead before he's ever introduced and like, it can't be him. And yep. it's like, it is him. Now so he's back again I think this is dead. when he's going to be for sure, for sure gone. I think this little shot right here is a shout out to episode three. Yeah, for sure. Where Lord Sidious promised us peace. Yeah, that <laughs> and kind of the angle. Yeah, you've got the Order for, for 66 sure, 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 angle sure. where Trench is kind of taken off guard and Anakin's about to light up. Yeah, I think we're about boy. to have a, a, a Padawans in the High Council room. Mm-hmm. Lightsaber ignition moment here, if I'm not mistaken. There it is. Everything. Okay. Oh, well, I stopped a little bit too late. But we're looking at the 501st, yes? Mm-hmm. It's Rex's. And then their helmets are repainted. Yep. Kind of. The Togruta style. Yeah. To Ahsoka. Yeah. Which, how much do you think that cost? Right. <laughs> They're like, all right. Uh, not more training today. Today's arts and crafts. Uh, get yeah. your paint. You know, you're going to paint your own helmet. Hope you don't suck. Yeah. Um, but this kind of explains, because we don't see the involvement of the 501st as much in episode three. Up and until Order 66. Exactly. And so, you know, you've got, Cody is in the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see him in the Clone Wars probably less than Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's wondering, you know, where was Rex, you know, during all this time because he wasn't involved at all. Um, and I think it would make sense that they would kind of give the 501st to Ahsoka just to keep him out of the picture for a while until you see Order 66. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. It's about to change. Everything's about to change. Six shot of Obi-Wan. Yeah, that's dope. There's okay. Mandalore again. So that's, uh, yeah, that's Mandalore for sure. And then you see the top of Maul's head. No, that's a, that's a Mandalorian. Oh, is it, is it Death Watch helmet? Yeah. Go oh, back. Or the... Let's see. Oh, dude, we can do a dadgum frame by frame when we want oh, to. Oh, yeah, that's a helmet for sure. For sure, helmet. Oh, man, please, Hasbro, give for me a sure. freaking Mandalorian, Darth Maul Mandalorian, preferably in the black, uh, the Oh, look, vintage he's collection. got a rifle. Yeah. So they're, well, I think they're, they're still up to their stuff. Well, yeah, you got the clones coming in. You got the drop ships right here. Okay. This guy's trying to... Well, because these are those little, little pixie uh, pixie. taxis that you have to take in Mandalore as well. Those, like, flatbed taxis that are waiting for you at the spaceport. Those right there? Yeah. Look at them. They're flat. No, these right here, that's a Republic gunship. For sure. Press play. These are the clones arriving on Mandalore. Hmm. Oh, well. Let's see. You got other Mandalorians. Look, that's a Republic gunship right there. Yeah. 
I'm not disputing that. I don't know. It, they just look like those flatbed taxis that you see. Palpatine. Then look at that right there. I think over I there, way in the far distance, is the wing to this gunship. So this, this bad boy must have crashed. You know what would be sick is if, um, you know, way, way back in the 2003, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Tartovsky or something like that, his Clone Wars... Uh, the 2D one, mm-hmm. the very first one that came out, and it was a little five five minute episodes that were coming out on Clone uh, a Cartoon yeah, Network. The Cartoon Network one. They have the, the they have the uh, the Hunt for Grievous, which is that sick uh, the shark the the World War II bomber look on yeah, the yeah, gunship. Yeah. That would be dope if they put that back in here. That would be cool. Okay, you got Ahsoka doing a cool run on the wall thing. Definitely. Right here. There you go, Freggy. Yeah, I guess she's not as big as I remember her being, but I guess I was so. Also, is this wrong. not the outfit that she's wearing when? It looks like her funeral outfit. It looks like the outfit when she like... comes to Mustafar. Yeah. You're breaking my heart. Oh, never mind. Funeral outfits, dress. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it's really similar. Yeah. But I mean, that's Padme, right? You brought him here to kill me. Another happy landing. Yeah, that looks like that's <laughs> what that looks like. So, man, we really might be getting close to Order sixty six here. Yeah, for sure. So. So this looks uh, like kind of a shout out to the beginning of episode three. This could be Battle of Coruscant. Yeah, that's what this kind of looks like. Um, I mean, it's Republic gunships versus CIS gunships, so who the freak knows really, but yeah, yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. For sure. Cool bombers. Oh, see, this is Anakin for sure, following up on that attack with Trench, because mm-hmm. that's his look at it. Died. Look at that angry face. Yeah, that's that's dark side face. Yep. He's upset about something. Yeah, he's... Well, you know what? If you look really closely, you can see Sith Eye a little bit. If you look really closely. Can I zoom in with this? No, I don't think so. We can make it full screen, though. Well... It looks, like, look real close. I can kind of see it. Yeah, it looks like Sith Eye. You know what I wonder? I wonder if this is... Okay, so, again, in the Ahsoka novel... Rex and Ahsoka make it appear as if they kill each other during Order 66. Yeah. That's Rex's way of getting out of the army because he takes out his inhibitor chip and it's Ahsoka's way of getting away. Yeah. Right? So maybe this is when he thinks that maybe this is when he thinks that Ahsoka's dead. I don't know. He's upset about something for sure though. He's pissed. He looks I I mean like he's just kind of got a vendetta against Trench anyway. You Mm -hmm. know they run head to head a bunch. Um, and uh, it looks like he's kind of having a Grinch moment. He's like, "Are you two still living?" You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like I can't believe I have to do this again. Yeah, I I think for sure we're gonna see some Sith eye in this episode. That's what it looks like a little bit. Ooh, Ooh that's some disappointed Obi Wan. Maybe he's hearing about Anakin going a little dark side. Go back, going a little dark side right here. Oh, we'll runner, runner back. There it is. That's a disappointed face. Hmm. Yeah, he seems pretty upset. Yeah, I don't see that look, uh, except maybe in episode three where he goes into the security hollows. Yeah. Great choice made. Great choice made. Ooh. This led to this. Look at that. I this believe. is on Mandalore for sure. Well, this in is the in the throne, throne room. room. Um, Jinx. Dang, it looks like Maul may be offering Ahsoka an apprenticeship. Maybe. He's extending that hand. He's doing the Kylo. He's doing the Kylo hand. And also, you know, he's looking for an apprentice. Savage is gone. And he knows that Ahsoka's kind of a free agent. And she's she's kind of disenfranchised by the Jedi. She's not happy with him. And there's no way he would know this, but she does have a little bit of a penchant for the dark side from our Mortis arc. She was pretty easily corrupted by the sun. Yeah. You know, I think here he's just monologuing. I think he's wasting time. You think They're so? for sure going to face off. Oh, yeah. I... Yeah. Now, what's really cool that you might not... Oh, I think I told you, but somebody that's watching this might know is that uh, just like with Solo, uh, Darth Maul is played by two actors here. Right. So you've got the, Sam Witwer, he's doing the voice, is captured uh, by Ray Park. but they did Ray Park for Body Cap. Uh, so super awesome because Ray Park's been Darth Maul for forever. Yeah. Um, it's cool that they're keeping both of them involved because Ray Park just... I think maybe he had two lines because he was the obvious physical choice. For what they were well, what's for. weird is I didn't know this, but Ray Park is not the voice of Darth Maul in Episode One either. There you have it. And then you know Sam so, Witwer just he is Maul now since Maul only really had two lines. Mm-hmm. 
And then... So, yeah, you've got... Sam Witwer, I know it's Ray Park, but Sam Witwer probably owns more screen right. time as Maul. Every is what per- I mean. endearing personality trait that really, you know, characterizes Maul as Maul, that's Sam Witwer. You know what I mean? That really deep, Kenobi! You know, yeah. just like that anger, that revulsion, that well, and sadness. His, Sam Witwer does a really good job with the... Helping you understand that he's thinking while he's talking, right? You know, there's definitely a more emotional depth, you know, and that's what you're tied to, and that's Sam Witwer. So, really cool. Has led to this. Got our two lightsabers. Maybe he's just trash talking. I don't know. Could be. So, one thing that's really cool here that I found out is that Darth Maul's double blade. So, he's only had the single for the longest Mm -hmm. and he's had the dark saber. We don't know where the heck that is right now, but it's still in his possession at this point. Um, But you see on his left, that's that's classic Darth Maul handle. But on his right, that's believed to be Asajj Ventress's lightsaber that has a yellow blade from Dark Disciple. And, and so that Maul has, makes sense where they would type in the Dark Disciple arc right. because how's he going to get that lightsaber? Right. So, so that would explain the end of Ventress because we don't hear from her anymore. She's doesn't Count Dooku Rebels. kill her? In, I know that she dies. Yeah. But I can't remember how she dies. Uh, it's been so long since I read that book, but, to be honest. But she's got to get rid of, and that would make sense that Maul would do it and get that lightsaber at the same time. So he's bled the crystal. So that's super dope. He's about to go. I, I, it's just a beautiful thing where we get Darth Maul, and this might be the last time we get Darth Maul. We'll kind of talk about that a little bit later in the Q and A. Um, but yeah, yeah, sick very, to get him. Very cool. Iconic. In the very classic Second episode one, bum, 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 you know. Yeah. So everything's led to this: Ahsoka versus Maul. I think Maul would wreck Ahsoka, but they're going to have it be some kind of either trickery yeah, or they're going to tie so she gets away. I know from the Ahsoka novel that she's kind of like just trying to disappear as best as she can. So my guess is that Maul's going to best her and she's going to have to be rescued. I think there's maybe going to be a Bo-Katan uh, intervention mm-hmm. because they are on Mandalore. I think I think there's just going to have to be yeah. some third party. Maybe she needs she gets some kind of help or traps him in a... I think she traps him in like a ray shield or something. Something happens where it's not that she, I mean, maybe she outsmarts him, yeah. but it's not a, she just beats him outright. Yeah. I, I couldn't see that happening. Um, cool explosion. Yeah, cool explosion. Oh, hold on. What was that? What is Anakin fight? Oh, are they on Geonosis? Oh, I hate these things. Oh man, they are kind of the worst. Kind of the worst, but that's All what right. it looks like. And then... He's got maybe those some bad batch troopers. Those helmets look yeah. atypical. Explosion. Maul. Oh, Maul we'll fighting the 501st. Okay. That's cool. And then here's Ahsoka again. And that's... There you go. Star Wars The Clone Wars. Final season. Awesome. Man. I cannot wait. There's... February 21st. We're, it's right around the corner. By the time this airs, it might be next week. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, because episode... Episode 2 is going up this Monday. Which is the... Tomorrow's the 1st. So it's January 31st today as we're recording. Uh, So 1st, 2nd, 3rd. It'll be the 10th when this episode goes up. So we'll be 11 days away. So just over a week. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, So that's kind of our, you know, maybe not frame by frame, almost frame by frame breakdown at this point. Um, But we're super stoked. Uh, So as promised, I guess we're going to transition a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, to some Q&A, all right? So I printed you one as well. Uh, so uh, first one uh, is, of course, you guys know that the name of the podcast is the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. Uh, and so one of the first questions we got was, what does the Chiss Ascendancy mean? All right, so I guess I'll tackle this one. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll do one and two, and then you do three, and you can cover that ranking that we covered. Okay. Number four. Okay. Uh, so the Chiss Ascendancy, it's really just the term, it's the formal name of the government or the group of Chiss. Um, so it's kind of like when, you know, in the original trilogy, the name of the government that was happening at the time was the Galactic Empire. Uh, so the name of right. the government ruling over the Chiss is called the Chiss Ascendancy. Um, but since they're a singular race, um, it's kind of just, I think they have multiple worlds. That's what Thrawn hints at. Um, yeah, their main it's, world it's is a singular, Solo. large government. Yeah, 
And the cool thing is they're a ruling family, but instead of like with a democracy, you have, you know, governors and senators. So mm-hmm. basically there's one ruling family. It's an autocracy that you have the, the ruling, you know, aristocra is how they say it in the books. But uh, you have the ruling, you know, basically king or prime minister or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then members of his family are really the governors as well. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a... Uh, there's definitely some talk being had. It's not a dictatorship, but it's all yeah. of the same family. Uh, so basically, the Chis ascendancy is the name, the formal name of the government within the Chis people. Yeah. Um, okay, number two, can a lightsaber crystal that's been bled be restored? Okay, so bleeding the crystal is a concept of, uh, you know, in the legends now before star wars was sold to disney yeah the reason sith had red lightsabers is because red crystals red kyber crystals were actually synthetic yeah, synthetically produced because they're supposed to be stronger yeah they have more cutting power so of course that goes hand in hand with this with a sith right stronger is better and so uh since then the the retcon the new canon is that uh there is no such thing as a red kyber crystal right. naturally so how it works is let's say you're a jedi and i beat you in combat um, or I discover your lightsaber or whatever. Mm-hmm. I pour my anger, my hate, and my fear and every emotion that really wraps up the dark side into this crystal until I break its will and I force it to, to bleed. And so the crystal turns red because the crystal is bleeding. Right. Uh, so the question was, after that's happened, right, can it be restored? Uh, and I had to think on this one for a little bit. Uh, but again, we've referenced the Ahsoka novel like 600 times this episode. But yep. the answer is yes. Uh, so in the Ahsoka novel, uh, she fights a um, she fights an Inquisitor, okay, sent to hunt down the the remaining Jedi. Right. And um, I can't remember. I think it's the twelfth brother, maybe. But anyways, it's an Inquisitor, Heck if I and know. he has I the typical, ago. you know, helicopter lightsaber. Uh, so uh, she beats him, and his lightsaber uh, basically explodes. And so she takes those two crystals. And using meditation, she force heals the crystals mm-hmm. and restores them. And that's when in Star Wars Rebels, she has, she has the, the white two lightsabers. white crystals. <clears throat> so, Episode Nine haters, force heal has been a thing for years. Okay? So, quit crying about Ray restoring the Skywalker saber. Yeah. You bunch of wieners. All right. All right. Number three, where is Wild Space? Wild Space. So, uh, the way... And what's the difference between that and Unknown Regions? Yeah. So, Wild Space is a concept... Um, basically beyond the galaxy. So all of Star Wars happens within a singular galaxy. Mm-hmm. For us, if Star Wars happened here, it would be the Milky Way. There are different systems that are located within different parts of the galaxy. I think basically the way they describe it, that it's probably a spiral galaxy. So uh, you've got your core, which are the inner planets. Those are the influential, rich, uh, because they're very centralized. Mm-hmm. That's where Corazon is. Uh, there's a rumored inner core, but it's dangerous to travel there. I haven't read anything any like that that's canon that was all in the EU. Um, then there's the mid-rim, and then there's the outer rim. And those kind of planets you have... Uh, Utapau is probably the most notorious. I think Tatooine's also in the outer rim. Yeah. Um, and then, so... Right... And we know that from episode two, you've got Dexter Jetster. Right. Uh, hello, Dex. And, and yeah. he says that Kamino is beyond the outer rim. Yeah, so, so it's right on the edge. That's more of the unknown regions. Um, those are parts of the galaxy that are just so far out of the way. They haven't really been mapped. Um, mm-hmm. They speak languages that aren't consistent. That's why you either have to bring translator droids or somebody that grew up out there. Right. Um, and then the wild space is just outside the galaxy as they know it. Um, that's why you And I have... think there's, there's pockets within the known galaxy that is referred to as wild space as well. Possibly, yeah. Um, um and so, then, so a lot of the Chiss uh, novels, or the Thrawn trilogy that we have most recently um, from Timothy Zahn, uh, a lot of stuff happens out there. So you have species, you have the Grisk, who are basically the, uh, the Uzenvong, um, and then you have the Chiss themselves, and uh, tertiary species that are mentioned in the novel that aren't known um, right. to the galaxy itself. So that's what Wild Space is. So there's pockets within known space, and then you have the unknown regions, and then out there is just yeah. nonsense. Just Wild Space. Okay. Okay, so this is from my friend Caleb. He said, you know, can you rank these Jedi uh, from most to least powerful Based or strongest on what we know or whatever? Based yeah. on what we know. Okay. So I'll read you the list, and then you tell me 
uh, how you rank these, all right? And I think we pretty much agree. Uh, so you have Coyote Mundy. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Right. Uh, you've got Kit Fisto, the Smiling Jedi. Uh, and then you got Plo Koon. And then you've got Eeth Koth. And you've got Sacy Tin. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So to my mind, um, we see Plo a lot in Clone the Clone Wars. Wars. And he is a straight G. Um, yeah. He's basically Ahsoka's uh, master that's not her master. They're really yeah. close. Um, but so for me, from what I've seen and from the wisdom aspect and the overall coolness, uh, I think Plo's probably the strongest on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an influential member of the Jedi Council. He is really wise. He's powerful. He has much stronger empathy than a lot of the Jedi. You know, uh, the clones are like, leave us, uh, we're supposed to die. You're supposed to be expendable, and he's like, not to me. Not to me. That's so dope. Okay, so Plo is my favorite on that list. I think he's probably the most powerful. Yep. Um, after that, we see Kit Fisto, probably yeah. the most. He's also really powerful. So much so, well, I guess two of the other on this list are are brought with Mace to confront Palpatine. But, but kiss, Kit, Kit lasts second longest. Yeah. So also, that, he's got great teeth. Also, he's got great teeth. He's got a great smile. Yeah. You know, just a winsome guy. He likes to be happy. Uh, he fixed C-3PO in episode two by removing his head from the B-1 body. Right. I give him number two on that list. Uh, well, he technically had, R2 removes the head, but he force pushes him. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, and then three, Kieti Mundi. Um, I think he, I just know more about him. I honestly, when this list was given to me, I didn't know a lot about, uh, Stacey Tanner, Eve Koth, um... To my mind, since they both died in 0.5 seconds in the Palpatine fight, yeah, um, pretty pretty even Stevens. But Josiah had more of an opinion of you on that. But anyway, uh, getting a little off track. Kiedi Mundi for me was number three. Yeah, and then so to wrap this up, I put Stacey Tin as four just because of his cool helmet. His cool helmet and the no longer cannon still counts. <laughs> and then Eeth Koth is last because we don't know that much about him, and he dies like a wimp. Uh, all right, next question: Has Thrawn ever been in love? Um, I don't think he's outright been in love before. Uh, we find out in the Thrawn novels that there is Admiral Aralani. The answer might be perhaps. 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 Uh, so uh, this seems to be kind of a romantic interest there. They at least work really good together. Um, and then the follow-up question was, if not, so if he's not been in love before, do you think if George Lucas would have created Thrawn that he would have been more of a love interest? I think that George Lucas is definitely more likely to give everybody a love interest. I George think, loves love. You, I you, think no, yeah, is my opinion. I disagree. I think everybody that George Lucas ever created loves somebody. Okay, I'll, I'll explain my He's answer. He's so though. desperate for people to love each other that Luke loves Leia for a second. Okay, it's a, it's a desperate galaxy out there. I'll, I'll support my answer, though. So, maybe... With Aralani, um, there is kind of a Satine Obi Wan working dynamic where they're kind of like love angry at each other. Uh, they've definitely got a history. They definitely got a past. They're very familiar with each other and mm-hmm. each other's tactics and styles. Um, but if George were in charge, I don't think that he necessarily would have given him a love interest. And this is because every love interest that you see in Star Wars for a main character is a developing point in their personality mm-hmm. so padme was a turning point for anakin he had that love interest so that he would have that hate and that desire to save her and it was a really forming personality trait yeah um obi-wan had that relationships with satine i think that showed a little bit of his youth naivety um yeah but that was pre-existing yeah but i'm saying i think that was added to give him the dynamic of showing that he has that human side because he's such a good guy you know, mm-hmm. in all the films, he's probably exposed to the most detrimental things, and he's like never once tempted by the dark side, but he has this one weakness. Yeah. Um, I just really think that George gives love interests for a reason, and I don't think it's necessarily pertinent to Thrawn's personality because he's so logic driven and not emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a necessary thing. I think that he would have because George is all about the love, baby. All right. Um... And then, is Thrawn closer to fan fiction than being a part of Star Wars family? Absolutely not. No. Okay. Uh, actually, without I know we're getting ready to close this thing out, but uh, you know when Star Wars uh, first finished, that's why I said Episode 10, 11, 12 is coming for sure right. at some day. Right. You know yeah. because 
you know, four, five, and six came out, and they're like the last Star Wars. And then episode three came, they're like, imagine a world where this is the last Star Wars. I don't know why I sound like Will Arnett's Batman, but uh, and then of course this one was like the saga concludes, and I was like, yeah, for now we'll see. Um, but when Star Wars kind of started fading out after mm-hmm. 1984, Return of the Jedi came out, you know, right around 1990, nobody really was talking about Star Wars that much. And they hired a genius by the name of Timothy Zahn to bring people back into the Star Wars fold. And the product was Grand Admiral Thrawn. It was beautiful. And, uh, you know, I've heard stories that when that book came out, 1993 maybe, something like that, when Heir to the Empire first came out, you couldn't find Heir to the Empire in a bookstore for like a two or three hour radius around you. Like you were, and, and this is before amazon and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so you actually had to go to the store and when you were going to these bookstores you couldn't find it yeah you could not find this book and so really thrawn is partially responsible for star wars still being alive i think and he's, keeping yeah. interest going into the prequel era he wasn't necessarily mainstream for people with star wars interest but he has been a part of star wars yeah for a very 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 long time and he's i mean to me even though i think he could even have been done, Jen. he could have done better than how he did in Rebels, and I I understand there's they had to do it a certain way of things, but he was one of the main reasons I was like I am not giving up on this show because right. Thrawn is in it, you know. Uh, okay, uh, we had a question on Instagram: uh, Who are each of y'all's favorite Jedi and Sith? Uh, uh, I my, guess for you because my I favorite Jedi has since I was a kid been Obi Wan, and that choice has only ever been redeemed further and further the more I get to know about Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, but also very close for me with Qui-Gon. Uh, I have mad respect for Qui-Gon. And sure. then I was on a kick where I really like Quinlan Voss. But Obi-Wan overall is my favorite. Okay. And favorite Sith. Favorite Sith. Uh, you had a really good guess. I really, really, really do like Bane. Mm-hmm. I also really like Revan. Um, but I think as a pure Sith, I like Bane the most. He's just yeah. He's got that scholar, but he's also just a straight baller. Yeah. Just and super powerful, super wise. Please give us a Bane series or Disney Plus movie. Who cares? I I just want somebody to make something about it. Or re-release a new book about it or something. Let Timothy Zahn do it. Or uh, they wanted to throw it back to Drew Carpishan. That would be sick. And he just if he literally just printed the same exact book I wouldn't even care. Or uh, except for instead of mind Cortosis he'd have to mind Dunium. Whatever her name is that uh, did Master and Apprentice. Claudia Gray. Claudia Gray. Yeah she does fantastic. Okay, so for me, favorite Jedi's. All right, listen, it fluctuates. Um, I've read so many Legends books, and so to me, that's Luke Skywalker. Like that's when I think He's of Luke, that's who choice. I think of. Okay, He's not a bad choice. So Luke, Qui Gon, Obi Wan. It's just a rotation, man. Like when you have a professional baseball team, you don't have one pitcher. You want three or four people in that bullpen you can trust. All right. Uh, so yeah, to me, I just think, man. Qui-Gon's the reason that we understand the cosmic force at the rate that we do. Obi-Wan's a perfect... He is a picture of a perfect he Jedi. Is, he is pretty much a perfect Jedi. He's got one flaw. <laughs> uh, and, and Luke is and she just... Died. Luke's an amazing, amazing, amazing character. And in, in Legends slash EU, whatever you want to call it, he's doing things that like nobody's ever done Yeah, Luke before. is um, outrageous. <laughs> so, okay. So, favorite Sith? Oh, man. I mean, there's the list is just endless. But I mean, you have Darth Nihilus that was consuming there of, planets. There are a lot of great because contenders. he wanted power. So that's or the dope. original emperor who or I mean, just talk over me necessarily exist. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it's got to be either Darth Bane or Palpatine. Yeah, like the two of them is just ridiculous. Uh, I guess in canon, it's Palpatine. He's the strongest Sith there's ever been. Bane's canon. Uh, yeah, but... They gave him that samurai helmet in the Clone Wars that I hated, but he's canon now. Yeah, but that's what I get. Hey, you know Mark Hamill voiced that guy? Still gave him a stupid helmet. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, uh, that's why I think that's why Palpatine trumps Bane if you're going strictly off of canon, because we don't know enough about Bane and canon yet. Yeah, and if you want to put it this way, Bane, or rather Palpatine, is the fulfillment of Bane's vision. Yeah. Like when Bane enacted the rule of two, he saw Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Is the Mandalorian the best Star Wars series ever? This is a toughie for me. Just I asked me this question, I was like, uh, maybe for like thirty seconds. Like I was just thinking about it. I really couldn't make up my mind. I literally sat there and was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So here is my answer. Okay. It has the best first season for a Star Wars show for sure. 
I think that there was a great vision by mm-hmm. John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he fulfilled a lot of things that I've always wanted to see. Even just stupid little things. I was like, he used his cargo pouch. You know, like they're always wearing these things, but you never see him use them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the first season was great. Um, the thing is, we don't. There's not enough depth there yet. Right. I think they could have done more with the story. It took them a long time for them to gain a direction of okay, I've got this kid, and he's just dragging him around for several episodes before. Finally, in the last episode, he's like, I guess you're with me now, kid. You know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're going and they're doing something now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's probably the major, the like number one critique that I've read about or seen other people talk about. And yeah. it's valid. Um, that being said, I still loved it. Mm-hmm. I still loved it a lot. Uh, I think it had an amazing first season. We'll know what, you know, we know it's going to for sure have a second season. We don't know about three, four, and so forth. Right. Uh, but... Man, I mean, with there's so many things that people loved about it, and with season two coming, um, we'll see how it pans out. You know, sometimes I feel like the first episode or two of a show is really good because that's where all your ideas were, mm-hmm. and then once it's a running show, it's hard to keep up with that greatness. But I think it's going to be good. I think if it's easily number two, yeah, if it's not number one, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars is still probably number considered one number heart. one. Um, but if they keep going with this, it could get dicey. You know, man, you put you put a live action Bosk on the screen, and we're we're talking that's heavy hitting right there. All right, uh, okay. And then the next question was, if the Mandalorian is only five years after Return of the Jedi, why doesn't anyone know about the Jedi and recognize that's what baby uh, what Baby Yoda is doing, the child uh, that he's using the Force? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so this is a pretty good answer. My my answer was the Jedi haven't been around for about thirty years at this point. <coughs> Um, and even when they were around, places all over the galaxy had never seen a Jedi. Okay? Yeah. Um, in the book, The Force Collector, well, yeah. which is a little bit later in the timeline of things, um, they're considered to be a complete myth. So uh, you haven't seen them around. And The Mandalorian, everything that we know about it is that it takes place way, way, way on the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. And so because the Jedi were on Coruscant and the Clone Wars was going on, but the Clone Wars is 20 or 30 mm-hmm. years ago... Uh, there's not been many people who have witnessed a Jedi in person. Right. Well, and even in, I mean, you'll read the novels um, and the comics that are canon. Even in those times during the height of the Republic, people yeah. knew of the Jedi, but they really didn't know the extent of their talents or their abilities. You know, yeah. they'll hear them well, like, I don't really think they can do all that. You know, a lot of it is mythological. You know, right. it's just wise, wives tales or um, just, you know, weird religious beliefs. So it would make sense with such a removed presence now um they would they would just discount this stories entirely i mean you think in uh in a new hope you have one of the foremost minds in the empire who works with vader on a personal basis all the time and he still doesn't believe that vader can do what vader can do yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. you have somebody that's as close to the second most powerful being in the galaxy mm-hmm. you know remove that entirely you know, it, yeah. it makes complete sense that people well, you got, wouldn't And then know. you've got Han Solo, who is, I don't know, like 30, whenever episode four is going on. Mm-hmm. And he says, hokey religions and ancient weapons yeah. are no match. So, hokey to me means it's bullcorn. Right. You know? And so, he's 30, so that means that he was he already alive for 10 years during the Clone Wars. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that you have to realize... The galaxy of Star Wars is trillions of people. Yeah. We have 7 billion people just on our planet. Now imagine a galaxy wide of beings. Yeah. You know, trillions. And they're supposed to be about 10,000 Jedi. I mean, if there were 10,000 Jedi that could actually use the Force on this Earth, that's a minute amount of people. So right. imagine 10,000 people who can use the Force maybe two in a galaxy a of <laughs> freaking trillions of people. Yeah. Absolutely. So to me... That's the reason why it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and last question, and then we'll be done, uh, is do you believe that we'll ever get a follow-up to Solo? A New Hope? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think directly in line with, you know, it, it, I think it did leave a door open. I think that they on purpose did leave a door open. You've got Maul that says, come to me on Dathomir. He stands up. He's got the Dagum lightsaber. Um, and then by the time we see him all in Rebels, he's kind of hiding under a rock. Mm. So there's a big transition there. Uh, 
There's so much that could go on. I think that here's the thing with Solo to me. I loved it. Well, I loved it. I loved seeing it in theaters. At the time, it was tied with Force Awakens for my favorite release under Disney. I know everybody loves Rogue One, and a lot of people loved The Last Jedi. Liked both of those. Loved Solo. Loved Force Awakens. Um, if there is a follow-up, I bet you it's like a limited series. I don't see it being something that goes on the silver screen. Yeah. And also, and here's one of the reasons why. I follow up that, I follow that up with this. When you have a series, you're able to be in completely different places from episode to episode. Right. You know, with The Mandalorian, it's about just him, so we're with him the whole time. But with Clone Wars, you're going to see it where we're, we're with this person, now we're with this person. Now we could be on completely different ends of the galaxy. Um, well, and it's possible. The real follow-up to Solo to me is what's going on with Darth Maul. I know what the heck Han Solo is going to do. He's going to go do his crap until yeah. New Hope. I want to know what's going on with Crimson Dawn. I think it's possible that we'll see some of that in the Kenobi series. Because we first see yeah, Han maybe. on Tatooine. He's doing a lot of business with Jabba. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that's a Which big is center. mentioned at the end of Solo. Exactly. We're go work um, this fact so guy. I think if we do get a tie-on, the most likely candidate in the upcoming future is going to be in the Kenobi series. Yeah. Especially since Kenobi has such strong to- ties with Maul. Toys. Toys. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think we could, and if we and there's Disney is just the master of. Now nah, we'll put it in a comic book, you know. So uh, there's yeah, for sure going to be some movie. kind of follow up. I mean, Darth Maul is the most exciting part for me of the new Clone Wars season coming up. Mm. I care about Ahsoka. I know what Anakin's going to do. Like I want to see some more Darth Maul. Yeah. I want to see some more Mandalorians. Yeah, I want to see some Sith eyes Anakin. I want to see. You know, I want to see Quinlan Voss, but we probably won't just because there's so many. There's, death there's so few episodes, but we'll see. Uh, so thank you guys again for tuning in. This is episode three of the Chiss Ascendancy podcast. And uh, may the force be with you. And the only family you have here is me. You guys take it easy. Hey, Star Wars fans. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Chiss Ascendancy. We hope you really enjoyed it. If you're looking for more future content, be sure and give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. If you're looking for audio-only versions and you just want something while you're driving or you're at work and you don't want the boss man to know about it, you're in luck because we now have those both available on iTunes and Spotify. So go ahead and look us up under The Chiss Ascendancy, a Star Wars podcast. If you want to keep up to date with what the channel's doing, what video titles might be coming up, uh, some memes or some general Star Wars news and info, be sure and follow our Instagram page, at Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. And you'll be up to date on everything we're doing. We hope to see you again soon. May the force be with you.